Welcome to your 30s. You're going to love it. Welcome, everyone, to Life at 30. On this episode, I will be sharing a little bit of my own experience in my 30s. So as you know, the main reason I started this podcast was representation. When I turned 30 in 2015, I really didn't know what to expect. No one around me was talking about how their 30s were going. I mean, it could have been because I'm the oldest of my friends. But still, there wasn't an example to follow or someone I could lean on for advice on what to expect in this decade. On this episode, I want to particularly talk about what I like to refer to as the 30s vortex. To me, the 30s vortex is when you're stuck between your 20s and your 30s. Though my 30s have been my best years yet, I would be lying if I said they've been perfect. For almost seven years now, I've struggled with who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to act in my 30s. You see, the way my life was from the moment I became legally an adult, I've done everything and anything I've wanted. To me, I had freedom. The freedom to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Think about it. I had the freedom to stay up until 5 a.m. without worrying if I would get enough sleep for me to function at work the next day. I had the freedom to drink an entire bottle of tequila, maybe puke, and pass out at a friend's house. I had the freedom to spend my whole paycheck in one weekend and figure out later how I would eat until I got paid again. Freedom for 12 years, not a worry in the world. I didn't have to make sure my laundry was done by a certain day or if I needed a meal prep for the following week. And yes, I meal prep every Sunday now. Freedom. Do you remember what that's like? So now that I'm in my 30s, of course, I feel stuck. You're telling me I now have to be a legit adult. And if I want to make it to retirement, I need to have enough money saved up and be in good enough health to live out my remaining years. If there's one thing I've learned about my 30s is that this decade feels like make or break. As I think about content for this channel, I find myself asking the same question. Why do we stop having fun? Why do we stop pursuing our dreams? When do we become secondhand to our own needs? If I really want to go deeper, I ask, why do adults become bitter? As a good 30-year-old, I've tried to explore ways on how to become a better version of myself. In doing so, I started reading a book called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Now bear with me. I'm going to play you chapter 12. This chapter spoke directly to my struggles. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 12, Lead with Your Crotch. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. Shundu Suzuki, Japanese Zen monk, author, 
teacher also lovingly known as the crooked cucumber. I know the big saying is youth is wasted on the young, but I think, in certain respects anyway, we've really got it going on in our late teens and early 20s. Aside from all the angst and drama and escorts home from the police, we've still got our little kid-like ability to create, just because, still firmly intact. But we've also got this newly hatched adult ability to make big things happen in our lives. Add to this the fact that we're not yet jaded by a long list of failures and are still under the vague impression that death is something that happens to other people, we, if you're anything like me, leap into our lives when we're young with an idiotic, yet awesome, disregard for what-ifs. Admittedly, I remember doing things in the danger department that still have me sleeping with my light on when I think about them now. Hanging out in sketchy parts of town with even sketchier people, stowing away on trains, taking enough LSD in one sitting to keep an entire village staring at their hands for hours, hiking off into the desert with no water, no map, and a canteen full of gin and tonics, my first priority being fun, with thoughts of the consequences trailing somewhere, if at all, far off in the distance. But I also remember diving into my creative pursuits with the same reckless obliviousness and, as a result, getting utterly spectacular and thrilling results. Which is why I find it so odd to hear people say, if I knew then what I know now, I'm not sure I would have done it. Well, thank God you didn't know if that's your lame-o attitude. You'd be sitting next to a pile of empty beer cans, whining about how you missed out on going for your dreams if you did. The problem is that once we're older and wiser, many people trade in living fully in their purpose for more grown-up versions of life that range from the merely passable to the full-on sucking. They've bought into this idea that being responsible equals not having fun anymore, that waking up feeling excited about life is for the young, and once we're older, we need to trade that in, settle down, and be more realistic. Yawn. I'm not talking about being an irresponsible jerk or doing the same things we did when we were younger, but I am talking about continuously living our dreams no matter what stage of life we're in, instead of settling for mediocrity because we don't believe anything else is available or appropriate. We only get to be in our bodies for a limited time. Why not celebrate the journey instead of merely riding it out until it's over? We're still allowed to dream, and our dreams are still available to us. But as we move through life, we must make the conscious effort to overcome whatever judgments we have, as well as kick all our fears from past experiences in the head, and participate in our own badassery. Whatever that looks like for us. We must focus on the positive instead of the list of negatives we've collected over time and keep that focus regardless of what flies in our faces. And one of the best ways to do this is by reconnecting with our inner kids. I know how unacceptably dorky this may sound, but just stay with me here. Even though you're now most likely turned on by different things than you were as a youngster, you can still learn a lot from how you went about life in the old days. So think back. Was there ever a time when you felt totally in your groove? Where you created and did stuff just because it was fun without worrying about the outcome? Where you couldn't wait to wake up in the morning and go do your thing? This could mean anything from when you were a little kid running around with a maxi pad stuck to your eye pretending to be a pirate 
to your senior year in high school when you got voted class clown for repeatedly charming your way past the ladies in the front office to make fake announcements over the loudspeaker, to that summer you learned to play the guitar without looking at your hands. When were you most turned on by life? And if you have yet to feel this way, stay tuned. And what can you learn from those experiences? For me, one of the most exciting and on-purpose times in my life was when I was the singer-guitarist in a band called Crotch. I use the terms singer, guitarist, and band all very loosely because we in Crotch weren't concerned with things like learning to play our instruments or practicing or any of that snooty musicianship crap. We had bigger fish to fry, like talking in loud voices about our band and checking ourselves out in plate glass windows as we walked by with guitars strapped to our backs. Electric ones. I started crotch with this chick from work named Paula, who'd never picked up a guitar in her life either, and who was as incapable of embracing her feminine side as I was. Paula and I were the kind of young ladies who prided ourselves on the wattage of our stereo equipment, our firm handshakes, and our ability to drink anyone in the room under the table. The testosterone-fueled chip on my shoulder came from a high school career spent futilely awaiting a timely puberty while standing a good foot taller than everyone on earth, all the boys at my high school included. None of them ever asked me out, but I could make them laugh and kick their asses at basketball. So rather than fail at seducing them, I simply became one of them. Paula's issues were more homicidal in nature. She was the kind of angry found in highly intelligent women who develop the body of a playboy bunny by the age of 13 and are forced to grow up in the deep, redneck South. Within the first few months of starting the band, she traded in her long, raven locks for a fire engine red buzz cut and covered her arms and back with tattoos of flames and dragons. We decided that as the tough one, she should play bass, while I, the desperate for attention one, would be on guitar, and that my little brother Steven, the malleable one, would play drums. Only until we find another drummer, I promised him, as I attempted to plug my guitar into the wrong part of my amp. Steven has played the drums since he was five, and is the kind of younger brother every bossy older sister dreams of, talented and endlessly enthusiastic, with a very high threshold for pain. The great tragedy of Crotch was that underneath our sneers and our bravado, we were two sweet girls who desperately wanted boyfriends. But we had issues. Issues that we decided were best worked out while drunk, and sometimes naked, on stage. Paula and I, baffled by our lack of gentleman callers, chose to express our disappointment by writing and singing songs like Sew Me Up, I've Had Enough, and by yelling things into the microphone between songs that one evening would inspire an audience member to rush the stage holding a chair over his head with intent to beat us with it. In spite of ourselves, we quickly acquired quite the following. In less than a year's time, we also wrote, produced, directed, and starred in a film about the record industry, wrote, directed, and starred in a music video that got on national television, recorded an EP, got a demo deal with Columbia Records, and even learned a couple more chords. And we did it with full-time corporate jobs and no idea what we were doing. It was fun with a capital F. There's nothing as unstoppable as a freight train full of fuck yeah. If you've ever known what it's like to be in your groove and are having trouble finding your way right now, 
Think back to your attitude and what your priorities were when you were totally lit up about life and use them to help give you the clarity and the kick in the rear end you need now. Here are some nuggets of wisdom I gleaned from the crotch days that I still find useful. Keep being the beginner. One of the best things about starting a band when you have no idea how to play your instrument is that you don't care if you stink because you already know you do. Then, once you learn how to play, you get all serious. You become overly critical and hard on yourself and don't let yourself have nearly as much fun anymore. The trick is to let the beginner live alongside the expert instead of pretending you don't know who she is when she tries to sit with you and your new, cooler, more experienced friends in the cafeteria. The beginner may be an idiot, but she knows how to party. And if you don't let her play with you anymore, things risk getting rather droll around here. So hone your skills, take your craft seriously, learn what you need to learn, invest in yourself, practice your ass off, fall down, get up, keep going, get really, 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 really good at what you do, but don't lose the fun in the process. Because, like, what's the point of doing all that work then? The only thing you need to do is do the very best you can. Once you've done that, the only other thing that matters is that you enjoy yourself. Okay, so that's it. This is when it hit me. We don't have to be stuck. I don't have to be stuck. I don't have to figure out who I'm supposed to be now that I'm in my 30s. And most importantly, I don't have to give up my freedom. I can have it all. After reading this chapter, for the first time in my 30s, I felt like I didn't have to be at war with myself. For anyone feeling stuck in their 30s, I hope in me sharing a little bit of my experience helps you overcome your same struggle. Just know, you're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. This has been Episode 7, Life at 30. <laughs>